Welcome to the See the Upside podcast. I'm Nina, your podcast host. On the show, we dive deep into all the ways to uplevel your life with a focus on positivity and growth. Interviews with industry experts and innovators in the areas of wellness, spirituality, relationships, personal growth, and more shed light on all of the best practices. We talk about how to overcome obstacles, find positivity, and create and live an authentic life you love. Every challenge is an opportunity for expansion. That's what I like to call seeing the upside. Whatever challenges you've been through, be it divorce or otherwise, you deserve to discover and live your very best life. We're here to help you find it. Thanks so much for joining the conversation, and I really hope you enjoy the show. You can follow us on Instagram at c.theupside, on Facebook at c.theupside, and visit our website at c.theupside.com. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is Melanie Shire with Collaborative Healing. Melanie is an energy medicine practitioner, and I met her through our mutual friend, Carrie Dagenhart, who has also been on the podcast. She's a life coach based down in Southern California and got Melanie and I connected. I started working with Melanie after my divorce in conjunction with getting therapy. I was kind of going through some challenges and trying to rebuild and working through some things. And Carrie thought she might be helpful. It turned out to be one of the best things I ever could have imagined. I've learned so much. And Melanie has really kind of helped me work through areas that have been weighing me down, old stories that I needed to let go of, areas that I needed to forgive myself and other people, and basically how to move forward with my life, how to heal how to become empowered within myself to heal myself. So I'm really excited to talk to Melanie today and for her to share, you know, exactly what is energy healing? I had no idea what it was when I first got started. So I'm going to let her explain in her own words, and we're going to talk about several different topics around energy healing, and we'll even dive a little bit into my story too. So hi, Melanie. Thanks so much for joining today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I love talking about energy medicine, energy healing, all things energy, because it's my passion. And so I just feel super fortunate to be living in my passion every day and spreading the word as much as I can. So good. Gosh, your voice alone just like calms me. You know, it's so (laughs) interesting. You just, it's so good. (laughs) So let's start at the top. Let's talk about what exactly is energy healing for people that aren't familiar with that. Energy medicine is the umbrella. I, this is how I like to refer to it. The umbrella under which other healing modalities fall. So if you've heard of Kundalini, Reiki, that's kind of underneath the umbrella of energy medicine. And I do use Kundalini and I do use Reiki in sessions, but I refer to it as energy medicine because I, there's not just one stream or line of energy that I use. So it's it's kind of a big topic to answer. One, we're utilizing energy medicine. People come to me for a variety of different reasons, right? To move through old patterns, relationships, illness, diseases. Like uh, there, there's energy medicine is great for all of that. And the important part about energy healing and energy medicine is that we're all energetic beings. And truly, we are not taught, most of us are not taught that growing up. So we're kind of walking around with either no boundaries or this kind of raw nerve. I'm picking up on your stuff. You're picking up on my stuff. What is yours? What is mine? Everything feels cluttered, right? So if you're doing energy medicine for anything else, it's really wonderful to learn your boundaries, right? And 
I liken it to, you know, when you walk into a room and there's 10 people there, nine of them are are in a good mood and one person's in a bad mood, right? And you could feel that one person in a bad mood, right? So, and and most people will say yes, that they can. The only difference between like what I do and what the untrained person does is that I can put words to where that is coming from. Most of us will just absorb it and think, oh, I'm in a bad mood or, you know, internalize it. So the goal of doing energy work is to number one, give you your boundaries. And then as we move through, there's a lot of clearing that happens. This is typically, there's a lot of clearing that happens. We talk about how your energy is affected. And I typically speak about chakras a lot. The seven chakras that are in your body, they run along your spine and they're actually connected to nerve bundles. And they correspond to issues that you may be having, right? So your first chakra deals with your foundation and beliefs, and it's formed in the womb, right? We get that from our mom. Our second chakra is a really big chakra. It's our sacral chakra. It's the orange one, and it talks about, it deals with fear, sex, money, creativity, emotion. And if you're empathetic, you're going to get it right there in your second chakra. And if you haven't dealt with being empathetic and kind of giving your energy away, a lot of times you can manifest things like in your womb, right? Like for instance, I have endometriosis and that is directly for me related to this empathetic quality that I have, right? So And then we also talk about your aura, clearing your aura, clearing your space, just so you have a general understanding. And where the other energies come into play, it just depends on what that particular person needs, right? So every session is different from person to person and within a person from session to session. I hope that's helpful. (laughs) Or did I just go all over the map? It is, but I think (laughs) as we hit the other topics, it will unfold a little bit more. We'll peel back some of the layers. So how did you get into this? You and I are on different levels. Like I couldn't go work with my daughter in the same way that you work with me because I don't have that energetic radar like you do or that connection. So tell us a little bit about how you discovered you had this clairvoyance or is that how you describe it or how would you describe your gift that you have? Yeah. Well, I'd like to say that all of us are quote unquote psychic, right? We're all energetic beings that are picking up on all this information. I've just honed the skill. So, you know, that's been my passion to hone my skill, but truly everybody can do this. And when you start, you start with yourself and understanding yourself, and then it kind of snowballs out into the world, but you could categorize me as a medium. When I was younger, I would pick up on energies or see energies, but I didn't really know what that was. And I was afraid. And so I kind of shut it down and I asked to, for it to be shut down. So I didn't see the people who passed away anymore, but I could feel everybody's emotions living and passed away. So as I got older, I always thought because my our bodies, they are not, we don't teach them that when an energy is coming in, that we can move it through our system and kind of understand what it is. It's not us and move it through our minds when it feels a foreign energy makes up a story. So then we think that it's us. As I got older, I was like, I am really unhappy (laughs) because I had shut down like the core of who I am really. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. I was just doing that because that's how I thought it was supposed to be. And so I got to a point in my life where I was like, I absolutely cannot do this anymore. I'm, I just cannot even fathom moving forward without trying to do some connection to myself. I didn't even at that point knew what made me happy. I knew pretty much nothing about myself. And so I started to focus on me and what I like to do. And so long story short, I rediscovered that I was a medium. I had gone to some mediumship groups and I was like, oh my God, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I've been talking for these people and I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And then I got mentored by some mediums and they were fantastic teachers. And then from there, I was like, you know, this mediumship stuff is great, but I felt me personally, when I would do a reading for somebody, sometimes I felt, yes, it was healing, but I also felt that it kept them a little bit stuck. 
And I just didn't like that feeling. And I didn't know what that was. So I started to explore like, what, what is mediumship, right? That we are all energy. And as I started to explore that we're all energy, it sent me into the different modalities. Matrix energetics is one of them. Reiki, I was certified in both of those. Just really expanding my awareness of that we're energy and what creates our life right now. Mm-hmm. So I went to, you know, a special school that teaches me the basics of what I use right now, like chakras, grounding, all of this stuff, right? Because you have to heal yourself first before you are able to heal other people. So then after that program, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is exactly calling to me and speaking to me. And that's how I arrived on this path. And it just kind of snowballed. And I'm always taking new courses, learning about different energies and how we all work together. In addition to one of my passions ever since I'm really young is I really love when people get together for a cause and we work in the collective, right? It's not just about ourselves; It's about everybody connected and energy healing, as we've discussed before, is so important when we're healing ourselves, we are healing the collective. So that's the, the bonus. And you could just feel the layers peeling off of you and how it, it kind of reverberates out into our life. One of the things that struck me that you said is that and when you were younger, it kind of scared you. And I think that's not unusual with mediums, right? That they're confused by it because often they don't have anybody who's really explaining it. They're sort of in this experience all on their own and have to figure it out. I'm glad that you circle back to yourself. I didn't know some of your kind of modalities that you've specialized in. That's interesting to know. And we can dig a little bit deeper in that, but to kind of help everybody understand, I want to talk a little bit about how you and I work together. So beginning as a client of yours, we had an initial session where you kind of explained what you did. You talked a little bit about the chakras and created a basic framework I had asked Carrie too, what does she, you know, what do your conversations look like? What does this look like? I have to guess that I probably talk a ton more than most of your clients. Like I think when we first (laughs) connect, I'm like, oh my God, like, because we break up our sessions. There's two weeks in between, typically sometimes longer and there's usually like a roller coaster of life stuff that kind of happens in between. To me, when I came to you, I had been going to a therapist, which was helpful, but it wasn't quite everything that I needed. I felt like I needed something additional. And this opportunity came up through Carrie and we started talking. When I try to explain it to people like my mom or something, I try to tell her that it's energy work, but it's also really like a form of therapy and meditation. And we talk through problems. I mean, I'll tell you stories of like, gosh, this happened at work this week. And this happened with my ex-husband this week. And you do different things to kind of help guide me. You might do energy work within me and notice that, like, for example, my throat chakra is always clogged and that's like self-expression. So we're consistently working in that area. You and I, there's just so much to it. And we do meditations, we do grounding, just really helped me find healing in so many different ways. But to me, it's been, you know, just such a, a beautiful journey. So encouraging and really has brought me a lot of peace in my life is probably the best thing I would say. Oh, you're a good student. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you and I often feel like in our conversations, you're often saying, oh, I used to be like that, or I had situations like that. I think we have a lot of similarities in how we are as personalities too. Yes. And that will happen in this type of work, right? I'm attracting the clients that um, share a piece of me, 
right? So I can better guide you with what I've been through. That's, and, you know, I think that's the same with life coaching. You you attract who you can help the most. And it's usually what you've been through. That's why I always tell you, your story is so important because the next person hearing that, you know, they, they need that from you, right? They need to see the other side, whether that's energy healing or just a, a story about your life or, you know, whatever it is, right? It's all healing. And in this business, we call it give a healing, get a healing. So when I'm healing you, you know, it, it heals me too. That's why it's so important to me. I sit in hours of meditation a day, technically with all of my clients. And I love every single bit of it because we can dig deep and focus for that relief. You know, that's what you're talking about when we're going through the layers and things that are stuck in, in, in our energy field. And I'd like to say, I think this might be helpful to say the way that I view, we'll call layers or, you know, whatever it is, childhood stuff. Let's talk about that. Most of us have childhood stuff. It's part of our conditioning. We kind of come in as a blank slate in this particular life and our parents, religion, school, friends, they all create our conditioning. And so when we have like an, an upset, let's say that timeline of energy is still alive, right? So this timeline of energy that happened when you were, let's just say 15 years old is now still alive in your field that it becomes a filter through which you view all of these other experiences with, even into your current life. That's why we get repetitive patterns. That's why we have, we attract the same relationships because that's still alive, right? So when we go back through the timelines of where we have an upset, I call it draining the color out. We heal it. There's a lot of different ways to refer to it, but for this, we we heal it. So it's a memory. It's a reference point in your field now, but it's not pinging your every day. So all of your decisions and your thoughts aren't pinging back to that 15-year-old self. That original insult, I guess you could call it, actually makes a divot in your brain. And then you're, you know, everything kind of forms over it. So it becomes really deep in your brain. And again, becomes is contributing to the foundation to the way that you view things in current day. So when we go back through the layers of the brain, through the energetic layers, we're clearing so you can move forward more whole with all of your energy instead of your energy still being tied up in this piece where you originally had the issue. So energy medicine looks at symptom. The symptoms would be, I keep having the same relationship over and over. I keep having repetitive thoughts. I keep obsessing about this. I keep whatever that's all symptoms. And so we try with energy medicine to go back through the timelines and dig through to give you a release. To give an example, one of the things you and I have been working on is my old story or belief that I have to work really hard for everything. I mean, it's like a, every time we have a session, this is definitely a topic that arises that I feel like I'm doing all the things I'm doing all the things, but I'm not getting to the places that I'm trying to go. And you've been working very closely with me to, to show me that life doesn't have to be that hard. No one said that to get all the things you want, you have to work hard. Things can come easily. And actually when you stop grinding, you can start attracting. And that is a very counterintuitive thing for me that you and I just are always working on that. I'm, I'm trying to retrain that old story in my brain that I'm allowed to have things just happen that good things and abundance and success and all the things can come easily while I'm naturally going about the things that feel good to me rather than having to do something really hard. Yes, that's a really good point. And that's really the difference between living in your heart and living in your head. Because when our minds take over, right, our minds are like, yeah, there's A plus B equals C, which may be true. But when you're living in your heart and really connecting in and being in the present moment, you're able to be that magnet. 
right? When we're living in anxiety and like looking for the next thing and when is the next thing coming, we're actually living outside of ourselves. And when we're depressed, we're living behind ourselves. We're living in the past. So nothing that you're trying to attract can come in because you're not in the present moment. So if I could say one thing that is helpful to anybody anywhere, it would be do your best to ground yourself and live in the present moment. Because when you're in the present moment, that's where the magic is. Yeah. Well, let's talk about grounding. What does that mean exactly? How does someone do that? Good question. So we spend a lot of time grounding, right? (laughs) So when we're talking about energetic patterns or just allowing energy to come in because we're energetic beings, right? A lot of times the energy will get stuck. It comes in from your higher chakra. So the top of your head, and a lot of times it'll get stuck in your throat. It might get stuck in your heart. The lower chakras, the third, second, and the first are really dealing with the 3d world, right? Like we talked about that second chakra is sex, money, fear, creativity, emotion, your third chakra above your belly button. That's your identity. That's all earthly concepts, right? And your heart is this unconditional love and the bridge to your the, the higher chakras, the higher realms, your self-expression, clairvoyance, which is in your, your third eye. It's not only clairvoyance, it's future vision and the way you think. And then the top of your head, your seventh chakra is your connection, the, the divine connection. So when the energy is coming in and it's it kind of gets stuck, it'll do that because you may have blocks in your lower chakra and the way to clear blocks is to ground. So really allowing the earth to do, to do what she does best, which is taking our energy, purifying it, recycling it. We don't have to hold on to the heaviness of the emotion. I think a lot of times we punish ourselves and we think I have to feel bad about this. I have to feel guilty about this. I need to grieve about this for over and over again. And, you know, when you're feeling it, allow yourself to feel it, right? That is a really important component. And then move it through your system. Allow the earth to transmute that for you. You don't have to hold on to it. When you hold on to it and you can't ground it, it cycles in your system and then it can create problems, right? Like these patterns or even in extreme cases, disease. So really important to just connect yourself in and how you know you're not grounded is if you've ever had this experience, which I know I've had many times, you know, you get out of bed, you oversleep in your alarm, you try to get out of bed quick. So you stub your toe and then you go to make breakfast, you burn yourself and you're driving and you get into a fender bender. It's like, you're not grounded when all that is happening. You're not grounded. The snowball effect happens. So really taking a few minutes to feel your energy, just sinking into the earth. A lot of times I'll walk people through growing roots from the bottom of your feet. And a lot is about intention. If you say to yourself, I'm grounded, you'll be able to see your day really shift because you're taking control of your energy field. And sometimes I know it's really hard because you're like, oh, it's just words. It's not really. When you intend something, you are commanding your energy. So intending to be grounded, maybe all that you need to do, but very important part of the work that I do is teaching people how to be grounded. Well, we typically spend at least 10 to 15 minutes of the session doing grounding work towards the end. I do want to circle into other people's energy and maintaining your own energy field, which goes a little bit into auras, but this is something that was another area that I really needed to work on. I think a lot of women and certainly women going through divorce have to sort of train themselves to protect their own energy, to create their own energy, to decide what the energy is going to be, and then to create those boundaries you were talking about and not take on other people's negative energy. And often in divorce, we we have these really complicated, yucky dynamics with our exes where we took on their shame. We took on their frustration. We took on their bad days. We took on their, you know, whatever it was. And for some reason, even through divorce, we continue to do it. Even with my kids, I noticed that if someone comes in, you know, discombobulated after school, it's like, you know, that expression, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. 
rather than taking on other people's energy to learn to not only maintain your own energy, but to define the energy around you to share something good and light and positive that can help someone else shift. So that's been something that I've really been working on. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how that actually functions, how we, we do that and how you work with your clients on that. Okay. That's a really big one. That's a really good one too. So what you're speaking to is dynamic, right? So every dynamic is 50, 50 as hard as our connections can be by virtue of healing ourselves and our stuff. That's going to disconnect from you taking on your partner's stuff, right? And so it's kind of it's kind of twofold. One is when you start the process, really getting them out of your energy field, which is what you're talking about, because the dynamic has is such that it kind of has magnetized you together, as I like to say, because you're trying to heal your stuff, he's trying to heal his stuff, and it all kind of gets messy, right? And so in the process of divorce, or really, you don't even need to get divorced, you should just have good energy boundaries, pulling that person out of your space, because when they're in your space, it's very hard to make decisions. If you've ever found yourself like, I don't know if I should do this, or if I should do that, that's a clear indication that you're not in your space only. That means that there's other influences in or other energies within your aura, within your space. And so, of course, it's going to be hard to make a decision because you have all this other chatter and influence about what's going to be good. Living in your heart, setting your boundaries, what feels good to you. I think, especially as women in this society, we are taught to give to depletion. It's normal for us to give and give and give and give until we're exhausted. And it really should be the other way around. Just like the the saying in the airplane, you have to put the mask on first. So this way you have enough energy to spread around. Yeah. We want to clear our auras. We want to put everybody else outside of our auras because when we have that boundary of we know what is ours. When we get pinged, somebody says something to us, we can immediately clear that through our body. We can take a look at that and say, oh, that just pinged me. I really need to focus on that for myself because that detaches the magnet, which makes the process of divorce or any kind of connection easier. So that's why I'm always saying we have to heal ourselves no matter what. We're we're not going to get out of this without healing ourselves, right? Otherwise, you're going to keep attracting the same over and over and over again. Well, and that's kind of the first step, I think, is recognizing the, what triggers you, you know, seeing it and yes. noticing it and saying, oh, this is affecting my energy. You know, I don't, I need to come back because the goal isn't necessarily perfection. It's just getting more aware so that you can make adjustments and, and bring yourself back. That is a good point. It is not about perfection. It's really about understanding who you are. Because like I said, in in the beginning, in my personal story, I was completely lost. I didn't even know what made me happy. I had no idea. Because everything just felt like it was exploded everywhere. I didn't know what was mine and what was somebody else's because it had been so bogged down for so long. And then as I went through the layers and started moving everything like, okay, I know for sure this makes me feel good. I can, this allows me to sit in my heart. It was less staticky in my space, you know? Yeah. I think one of the hardest things for people that were people pleasers, mostly women uh, I'm thinking of in this case is the shift to protecting your own energy, because typically as you're in the process of healing yourself, there's someone that, or some people that benefit from you always taking on and giving it's that initial uncomfortable space of either disappointing or disapproval or whatever it is. Cause that person that benefited from you always giving in, always compromising is not going to like it because it was good for them. It worked out well for them. And we, as people pleasers, that's like our worst case scenario. It's like our worst nightmare. You know, it's like, you have to really step right into that heavy discomfort. But once you do it and you move past it and through it, Oh my gosh, the relief and the, the peace and the comfort and the 
coming home that you get is unbelievable, but you do have to go through some stuff to get there through an uncomfortable portal, I would say. You're absolutely right. It can be uncomfortable. And that's what the energetics is here for. Because so we start off by talking about it. And then I start to go through the layers, right? And we talk about where is that coming from? And when we're talking about childhood again, right? In most cases, early teens, whatever it is. So we're loosening that up a little bit. And as we loosen it up, then it allows you to like move and shift where you didn't think that you would be able to do that. And then it gives you the confidence to say, okay, yeah, they're probably going to be upset about it. And by the way, it's, I cannot even tell you how many times that, you know, I've worked with a client on something like what you're talking about and we're getting really deep and releasing and disconnecting the magnet, you know, and that person that's been in their space will call them right after a session because they feel it energetically you know, and that's another good point to bring up that when you're doing energetic work, there are some things and some dynamics with people you won't even need to have a conversation with. It'll just happen. So that's another benefit of doing energy medicine. Wow. Well, I do have an interesting thing to talk to you about on our next session. I've had a name come up, a name of someone I work with, And that name has come up in four other instances that are like totally unrelated. So sometimes I feel like it's Mm. hard to know how to interpret, like, what does that mean? What are you trying to tell me? You know, are you warning me? Are you saying she's good? Like, what would you say about that when you are getting kind of what we call signs from the universe, whether it's physical things like you and I have talked about, I see feathers all the time. Or if it's, you know, some, a story or something that keeps coming up, how do we understand and interpret that? Cause that to me is really difficult. I get so analytical in my mind and I'm looking for like someone to say, you need to do this now, but it's, it's a little bit more subtle than that. I think. (laughs) Yes. Really good question. So what you're talking about is synchronicity. And a lot of people will see 11, 11, one, two, three, four. So they'll see number synchronicities or the synchronicity with the, your, the, your feathers, or in this case, that person's name. So sometimes it's not a literal translation like, oh, that person's name has come up four times. So I should hire them. I'm not saying that that's in your case. Cause we don't, I don't know that yet. It's coming up for a very specific reasons. One is I like to say the universe is giving you breadcrumbs, follow it right? So where is that story taking you? Where are those numbers taking you, right? Where are those feathers taking you? The other one is a lot of times when you see numbers or, you know, whatever it is, something you find on your path that stops you in your path, remember what, stop what you're doing and see what you're thinking. Remember what you're thinking, because a lot of times it's your guides that are putting you on the path of, Hey, by the way, you know, like I know when I was younger, even before I knew what synchronicity was like very young, like seven and eight years old, I would get this random thought in my head that came literally from nowhere. And then I started to say, oh, that wasn't me. That was so-and-so that was a guide. When it comes out of the blue, it means I need to follow it. Like that was my interpretation of that. It'll also happen with songs. When I very first started doing mediumship, they would communicate to me in song verses. Because it was the easiest thing to get to me. So I would say that I get that question a lot about synchronicities and the high level of it means you're on the right path. You're getting communicated with. And if you keep digging in and setting that expectation with your guides and your higher self that, look, when I see one, two, three, four, I want it to mean this, or I want this person to come around or, you know, whatever it is, this is a conversation you can have openly with your guides, but if anything else, and it's not related to guide, you don't want it to be related to guides. It really does mean that you're kind of seeing through the veil that you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. You know, I see my birthday all the time and I'm like, Oh good. It always makes me feel good. I'm like, okay. I see it on license plate. I see it on the clock. I see it everywhere. You know? So it's not just 11, 11, you know, it could be the numbers that are significant to you. Yeah. I love that. I love seeing my feathers. That's so good. I know. It's like a little love note from the universe. 
let's say you're looking for a job and you come across a job and the, on the job, it's nine twenty eight, which is your birthday. Let's just say, and you're like, Oh my gosh, I should apply for this job because it's nine twenty eight. I'm going to get this job. Right. So you apply for the job and you realize, Oh, this, this isn't a match. This isn't going to work. But why did the universe show me nine twenty eight to yeah. for, for this job? Right. Well, that means that you probably either met somebody that you're connecting with, that you're telling the universe, I'm ready and willing, you know, I'm opening myself up here for a new job. So that's what I call following the breadcrumbs. Sometimes it's not a literal translation of, oh, I see 928, I'm applying for this job, I'm going to get it. Sometimes it's like, oh, it showed me 928. I'm going to see the magic that this job has for me, even if I get it or I don't get it. So going into it with this like, um, kind of, magic feeling, you know, with a childlike innocence, really, it does speak to you. So if I could say anything else, follow the breadcrumbs that the universe gives you. (laughs) That That was life-changing for me to kind of open my heart to seeing that, to the connection to the universe. And I'm not sure that everybody gets it, but once you do, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. So kind of in that topic, we were talking earlier about what kind of people you work with. And I had kind of offhand said, well, I don't know, like I would love for, let's say like my daughter in college to work with you, but I'm not sure she would be open in the sense of open to energetic healing versus Western healing, because that's kind of what we've grown up with. And I ended up circling this direction really through a a total tear down, reconstruction, awakening with my divorce. What would you say for, you know, that group of people, people who don't really have a connection to this other world? Like I'm thinking of my mom or, you know, people that just are, our culture is so steeped and dependent on Western medicine and doctors giving us a pill or giving, or telling us what to do to heal, but we're not really in our culture guided to heal ourselves. So what's your comment on that? Yeah. So I think what you're talking about is preventative maintenance, right? We're we're not really taught that Western medicine is amazing when you're broken, when you've broken your arm, right? Like it's amazing for that, but to really know yourself deeply right now, I, I feel my interpretation is everything is so outwardly focused, you know, with social media, social media can be great. It also can be really detrimental, right? Especially younger girls looking at this is how I'm supposed to be looking. This is how it's supposed to be. Even, even us, right? Oh, we should have this, or we should do this, or, you know, that person looks like they have it all together. That really takes us outside of ourselves. And we want to make that connection with ourselves. So amongst anything else, I would say everybody can benefit with having the understanding of coming home to yourself, loving yourself, really paying attention to what's going on in your everyday and knowing that you can command and create what you are already doing, whether you realize it or you don't, your future, you're creating every minute, every second. Now, do you want to do that consciously or do you want to do that unconsciously, right? As far as the younger generation, really allowing them that space, that freedom to know, like, they're not going to be able to work on their stuff because maybe they don't really have a lot of stuff because they're young or they don't have an understanding of what that is. Grounding and understanding their aura, understanding when a vibration comes in and it doesn't feel good to them, right? Giving them the permission to say, oh, I just felt that and that doesn't feel good to me. Because I know I used to feel that all the time, but I never knew what that was. So just giving them the, the words of what this stuff is and then allowing them to experiment with it you know? Well, and I think it goes to health and wellness overall too. That's something that I've been working on myself as well, which is 
listening to my body and not only when you're making a decision, like listening to my body, like listening to my heart, but also honoring my physical body. Like I've stopped running so much because it feels like I'm like abusing my body versus doing something that's healthy and energetic and healing for my body. So I think it's overall health and wellness and well being that's all interrelated that, you know, energetic healing can really offer. That's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. You have to have a balance between the physical, the spiritual, and the emotional. Because when one of those is out of whack, which a lot of us are not in balance, right? You're going to find that you're unhappy or that you keep running into the same problem or, you know, it's really important to have that balance in understanding who you are. You know, we've come here in this life to not just be another person where all this amazing light and our stories and how we connect and the collective, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to spread the light, you know, and part of that is really knowing each other. I know in the older generations, it's a harder concept because they're more 3D thinking, you know, Um, but all of the people that have come to me without really even knowing, I have many people that have come to me, have never heard of energy medicine, don't know anything about chakras and auras, which you don't need to for this work, right? We talk about it and it's really about the feeling it gives you. You know, um, I've had amazing results. And sometimes I think it's better when you don't know that because then you're just along for the ride and you're present. You're like, I just want to see what happens, you know? Yeah. There's no expectation. I love that. Right. So what are your goals for your clients, whether they understand energetic medicine or not? Like what, what are you trying to get them to? My personal goal is for them to feel their light, their true being, because the way that I see my clients is they're this amazing spark. That's kind of like underneath a bunch of blankets, you know, that have been like, everything is so heavy for them. And, you know, as we start to peel off the layers, they get to uncover their gifts because they're showing up for them. You know, so my goal is for people to feel better. My goal is for people to connect with themselves on this really deep level. And my goal is for you to be in the driver's seat of your own life. That's the lens that I look at when people are telling me what's going on for them and what they want to achieve. Yeah. Kind of showing up as the best version of yourself, but fitting it into the larger collective. I love that concept that you were talking about. Yes. So what about a success story? Do you have any stories that you could share? I know you have client confidentiality, but maybe what would be an example? So for successes, I mean, my gosh, I've seen some amazing things. Like I cannot even tell you, but there are amazing things. And if I work with somebody that's having trouble grounding and we're working together for a year and they finally ground and they finally feel the benefits and they're like, wait, my mind isn't so busy or whatever. That's a success to me. That's like, oh my God, you totally showed up for yourself, you know? And then there's other success stories where people are really feeling into themselves, not contributing to old patterns. Like they'll tell me, I saw the pattern coming at me and I stopped it right there. Like that makes me want to cry. It gets so excited for people when they do stuff like that. You know, Um, when we can come together and just be sitting in the light with our guides and angels, and you could see bigger, you know, when I get people to see bigger that they've been kind of perpetuating the old that was never even theirs in the first place that we get from our parents and we get what whatever wherever we get it from it doesn't matter that you're reconnecting with yourself and seeing like the bigness of the universe right really their light and how they're connected to everybody and to everything it's truly the most amazing thing it's so fulfilling in all honesty every client I've had has some success like I haven't ever had someone who said yeah that just doesn't it just doesn't work 
for me that way, right? There's always a way around it. We can always, that's why I ask for people when they show up, you know, be honest. Tell me how you feel. Tell me what you see because you're getting communicated with. We're, we just need to decode your specific language, you know? Yeah. I love that. It's like an individual plan kind of. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Yes. Good way to put it. You're also a mom and a wife. How does that fit into your healing practice? Yeah. I mean, you've got babies. They're like little. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have a three-year-old. She just turned three and I have a six month old and, you know, it took me a while to be able to bring them to this earth. <laughs> um, I struggled a lot with that. And now that they're here, I, I cannot even tell you the, like I was already vibrating at this level and working at this level. And then now that they're in my life, it's like, everything has exploded so much love. Um, they make me see the world differently. So just kind of adding another little puzzle piece. I do always though, you know, in my mind, I'm like, how can I fit in energy medicine for little kids? You know, I mean, I work on them behind the scenes, not so much my six month old, but my um, three-year-old, she sees monsters in her room or, you know, I use the energy stuff for that. And I tried to teach her and really simple ways, how to just kind of be connected with herself and how does she feel? So that's been interesting, exciting. And I really love that. My husband, it's been an amazing transformation for him. He, you know, when we met, I didn't even know that this is what I wanted to do. So he met me pretty much as a completely different person and he's been along for the ride and does energy work himself and has totally seen the benefits. It definitely allows me to be in the present moment. That's what I'll say. Love that. So anything else you want to add? We'll include your website, your social media handles. You're on Instagram and you're going to offer a discounted session for anybody who wants to sign up and try, right? Yes. You can just use the code see the upside. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So a couple, two more quick questions before we go that I like to ask every guest, what book are you reading these days? Or do you have a favorite book that you would want to share with everybody? And it can be about energy healing or just anything. I would say that Carolyn misses MYSS books are really interesting and really help you understand your energetic body. I like the book. I think her name is Penny Pierce called frequency because it really describes, you know, kind of tuning your specific radio and what that means, how we're on different frequencies. See, uh, when I was younger, my favorite book was a wrinkle in time. Have you ever heard of that book? Yes, I have. Yeah. They came out with a movie not too long ago, like a, a three years ago or something like that. I'm always just reading little bits here, little bits there. I really love inspirational things. Mike Dooley's, it's like an eight hour audiobook, but it's fantastic. I listen to it over and over again, just kind of how to be in the moment, um, gratitude and that type of thing. Yeah. that I love that. What about what's playing on your playlist? What song do you like to listen to? Or do you have a couple songs that are always on your playlist that you love, maybe with your girls or even just for you? <laughs> with my girls, it's apples and bananas, right? <laughs> <laughs> or Old McDonald Had a Farm. Actually, that movie Sing is really cute. It has really good music. So we listen to that a lot. For me personally, I think I'm kind of boring. I really just listen to like audiobooks and things like that. However, when I do listen to music, it's always 90s R&B. It just makes me feel so mellow instantly. Bust a move. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Love bust a move. <laughs> In Sing, there's a, song, there's a Kanye song, Flashing Lights. That's one of my favorite songs by him. You know that song? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's a, good a good one too. too. Awesome. Well, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Well, I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful to connect this way. I get to see what you do because you're always yeah. seeing what I do. So it's fun to flip the tables and that you're just a wonderful client and a wonderful student. I'm so grateful for you. 
Oh, I wish we were had a session today. I have to wait a week, but I'm oh. very much looking forward to it. I always do. And I, w- I do want to add that's one of your services that you offer your clients is if I have a difficult moment, if something really hard happens, I can text you and you uh-huh. might text me back something that that's really helpful or inspirational, or you'll wedge me in for like a quick session. So I think that's, that's very, very appreciated and unusual and generous of you and, and a huge benefit to your practice that you offer that to your clients. So thank you. Thank you. I try to show up in every way that I possibly can and get the word out about energy medicine and how beneficial it is. And, you know, we're retraining our systems, right? We've never been taught this. So I like to grab it along the way. So it I almost feel in, right? this is like a total sidetrack, but I almost feel like the insurance companies should get on board with this because it's so preventative. Like imagine if energy sessions were, covered by insurance or employers were offering that, how healthcare, you know, for people would change, how much healthier people would become. It just, I mean, that's like a big one to take on, but it's, you know, all of mental health really needs to be readdressed and reevaluated, but yeah, I would love to see a big energy revolution happen and have it become a lot more acceptable. Imagine if everybody was more, just even a couple degrees more in tuned with themselves, how the world would change. It would be the most amazing thing. It really would be. Yeah. If we think about it in the term of mass meditation, you yeah. can Google mass meditation when people are doing you know, getting gathering together, the crime rate goes down, right in that area. It's like all these amazing benefits of just meditating together for 20 minutes. So if we just shifted into knowing ourselves more, imagine what could happen, not only for us, but to the earth, really. And the energy revolution is happening. It's here. We're going to keep it moving. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. It Thank you. It was fun. Thanks for joining today's episode of See the Upside podcast. For more details about today's guest and show notes and links, visit our website at seetheupside.com. You can find us on Instagram at c.theupside and Facebook at cTheUpside. If you love today's show, please spread the light by giving us a rating or sharing it with a friend. We appreciate you so much and love sharing the positivity with anyone who could be inspired by it. We're all on a beautiful journey and it's so much more fun doing it together and sharing our stories with each other along the way. Can't wait till next time.